December, Year of Lord 2023. This is also doubling as our New Year's Eve special. We kind of review the year, a historic year, particularly with the rise of MAGA as a massive political force, even more so than in 16. Uh, Raheem, you've been probably the, because it's not like the old, this primary was not like the old days where every move that came out of the because, you know, as we totally dismissed it, it used to be in the previous ones that you would help us cover either in 16 or even in 12 at Breitbart. You know, every movement of a, of a, a Rick Santorum or a Mitt Romney or, you know, a Jeb Bush, everything was covered and magnified. You didn't really see that this year because of so much, I think, dismiss, uh, dismissal of the of the um, of the whole concept of a primary, putting Trump through a primary. However, anybody that did cover it. In the most important elements of it were you and the team at National Pulse. Walk through to the audience how you saw a total collapse of a guy that had $300 million, all of the donors, Fox News media that was just nonstop starting to begin this year with town halls and praise, um, virtually two-thirds or 75% of conservative media on his side. Uh how did that collapse? And then immediately they look for two other alternatives. They look for the uh, the governor of Virginia first, uh, and then they finally landed on Nikki Haley. And people should know we'll talk more about this tomorrow. The Nikki Haley thing is going to be, a, I think, a quite ugly situation. So from the person that covered it the most, before we get into McCarthy and the House, the importance of that story, the collapse of uh, the rise and fall of Ron DeSantis. Yeah, well, I think it's it's wrong to say that Ron DeSantis is irrelevant. I think it's it's more accurate to say that Ron DeSantis's relevance applies almost only um, from the perspective of how not to run a campaign, and and that is important. That, that is a lesson that that people should learn. It's a book that needs to be written. Um, it should be taught in in, in political uh, science classes, and it should be studied by everybody um, who wants to work in in elections. Is is that is what they what they did. Um, was the complete diametric opposite of what you need to do uh, to win uh, a primary, to win an election. And there are so many reasons why. There are so many different elements to this, whether you want to take the kind of the boorish arrogance of somebody who, somebody like Jeff Rowe, uh, whether you want to take the sort of the grifting nature uh, of, of Van der Plaats and, and those people who are brought on using uh, $100,000 checks to the process, um, whether you want to look at it from the perspective of, uh, you know, who Ron was allowing to run his campaign and what Ron thought about himself as a result of having won his own elections in Florida, um, convinced himself that Donald Trump had nothing to do with those wins, where in reality, Donald Trump had everything to do uh, with those wins. Uh, you could look at the people who have endorsed him. You can look at how they set about the campaign in the first instance. There was, by the way, it's not often you'll get me complimenting New York Times reporting, but there was a fabulous piece of New York Times reporting towards the latter part of this year, which walked people through exactly, you know, what take what took place and when within that campaign. And you know, you go from the from the original sin of that campaign was hiring Jeff Rowe. But why did he hire Jeff Rowe? Because Adam Laxalt told him to. And why did Adam Laxalt tell him to? Because they're buddies, and he knew that in hiring Jeff Rowe, it took Ted Cruz and um, Glenn Youngkin out of the out of the running for the race because they would naturally go to Rowe, their buddy as well, to run their campaigns. It was all of this what we call too clever by half, right? Too cute way of trying to run this campaign. And they thought all of them, by the way, thought. That, oh, if we're doing the opposite of what all of the MAGA world people uh, think we should be doing, then we're on to the then we're on to the right thing. Well, 
look, this year has taught us something very, very fundamental because at first we were told, all right, you know, wait until he gets in the race. Then we were told, okay, wait until he debates. Then we were told, okay, wait until, you know, whatever it is. And now it's wait until Iowa, which is just in a couple of days' time at this point, um, and no and no sign of any serious movement uh, for DeSantis there. And even if there was, even if there was, he runs up against his 8% in New Hampshire. So, so some of it is philosophical, right? You can't, you can't hologram your way into being the leader of a, of a mass movement, especially not the MAGA movement, because the MAGA movement is something more than just politics. It's, it's, it's more than just philosophy. It's, it's almost spiritual, right? It's a spiritual battle. It's spiritual warfare and people feel it in their soul. They don't just sort of feel it at the ballot box. They don't feel it as just marking an X in a box somewhere and hoping that a politician down the line uh, does something that you like. It's it's way more than that. It is the embodiment and the epitome of the anti-declinist nature of that movement. And you, you can't hologram that. You can't facsimile it. And that's what they tried to do. Um, I, I, I think the the focus on what went wrong focus on the R-O-N in the word wrong there, uh, will actually be the most fascinating part of Ron DeSantis' political career. And that that really is saying something. Um, this MAGA not abandoning Trump, even though some of the polling initially where people were having, some per, people definitely were having some doubts, but MAGA uh, finding its home with President Trump, uh, having his back, seeing DeSantis out of the box, and at the exact time, having the back of Matt Gates and these rebels starting in January, both of these show both at the House and Congress level and at the executive branch and, you know, for a broad national election, the rise in ascendancy and the self-assurance of this movement, where it became very clear what they see it very clearly what needs to be done. And, the, and, and no matter what Murdoch news, because remember, Murdoch News was absolutely 1,000% against this audience and what it believed in the whole McCarthy thing, right? And it was 1,000% in back of DeSantis as the replacement for Trump, and it was 1,000% in back of uh, the Ukraine war. On those three elements, this audience went very clearly, right, took the exact opposite of what they knew was at the center of gravity of the America First movement, they did not flinch at all. And that, to me, has been the big story of uh, of this past year of 2023, Raheem Kassam. Yeah, I, again, I, I want to bring it back to kind of the the um, the instincts of the base here. And I think those, you know, that Donald Trump is not successful just because he's Donald Trump. He's not a successful politician just because he was a successful uh, developer. He's a successful politician and a public figure because he he is channeling the base. He's not just a populist, right? He's a popularist. Um, he he fully uh, takes into account. I mean, you look at the abortion argument as a, as a massive part of this, right? Typically, that would have been the end for some for for a Republican politician to kind of to kind of come out and say like, hey, there's too much of a a grift in this pro-life Inc. organizations in Washington, D.C., I think we just actually need to keep advancing the ball here um, rather than, you know, sticking to a, a list of bullet points that somebody 40, 50 years ago wrote down on a piece of paper in, in Northern Virginia, right, when they were setting up some some C3 or C4. And typically that would have been, you know, the end of a, of a conservative politician, a Republican politician. But he, he manages to explain it, walk the audience through it, and actually channel them in such a way that they go, yeah, actually, that is how I feel about that issue. Um, that is how I want this issue advanced. Um, and it's a perfectly reasonable way to, 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 go, to go and do it. And uh, whether you look at uh, that stuff or anything else, you have to understand this. Um, Matt Gates, all of those guys, they work in, in, in the very, I say the same about you, by the way, uh, they work in the very same way, is they are not trying to put their belief system on their audience. They are populists, they are popularists, they are trying to channel the audience. And um, they know, the audience knows what battles to pick and what battles to avoid. You can't, you can't, it was Churchill, right? Don't stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. You will never reach your destination. That that sums it all up. 
What um, what's the takeaway from uh, particularly this uh, her this historic where you actually remove a speaker? What's the takeaway you take from the speaker? The battle was enjoined in the very first days of 2023. This audience had Gates's back, Rosendale's back, Eli Crane's back, the 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 the, the heroic uh, uh, folks that stood in the breach, and then later it took nine months to get there, and there's still all types of. And remember, Johnson is no. Uh, He's a good man, but he needs a lot of training and he needs to be able to stand in the breach. What, what's your what's your takeaway from this historic removal of uh, of Kevin McCarthy? Um, the, the, the people need to internalize that history can be made every single day. Right. And I mean that I say it as somebody who cannot believe the rooms that I'm in as a as a, as a you know, kid from Uxbridge, West London. Right. Who came from no money, no political family, no dynasty, no nothing. And I look around me sometimes and I just think history is being made right around me right now. You know, and this audience made history. Um, it was obviously not just historical because of because of what happened, it was historical because of the precedent set that will be used again in future as a result. That's very important. It's 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 critical to lay down markers like that. The left does it all the time. The right has been particularly bad at it for several decades. But that's now coming back. That understanding of that is now coming back. Um, and, and, you, and, and the lessons of that can be applied across the board. It can be applied to election integrity. It can be applied um, to the life argument. It can be applied all through the political issues, the border, the political issues um, that you know, that we know, that we care about. Um, so for me... 2023 was uh, a critical year in reminding ourselves, <laughs> I'll use this word, uh, maybe Media Matters will pick it up, uh, reminding ourselves that we can bully our way to victory. And I think in 2024, take those lessons and bully your way to victory. Uh, Raheem is going to join us for the New Year's Day show. Incredible uh, year in peace looking forward about 2024 and what a historical um, year it's going to be, historic year it's going to be. Raheem, how do people get to the National Pulse? Because what you guys do, you provide something quite unique. Uh, I would say it's as close to probably, is it Vox that you're probably closest to? Uh, the left has a couple of these by very smart guys who have stepped out and done it. Uh, we essentially have uh, have National Pulse. How do people get there? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, it's actionable intelligence, right? It's actionable news. It's things that, that concern you and, and that you can take action on. We provide uh, very short, punchy, and well-sourced news information and editor's notes with that in mind. It's the nationalpulse.com forward slash warum. You go there, you sign up, uh, you become part of a community surpassing 10,000 now. We want to surpass, you know, we want to double that by halfway through uh, 2024. So we hope, we, you know, we hope and we pray that you'll join us. The first month for that is free. Otherwise, from that, it's nine bucks a month. It's it's at, literally as cheap as we can make it, right? To to be to be able to provide this public service that we're doing, thenationalpulse.com forward slash warroom. Uh, Raheem, thank you for joining us. Look forward to seeing you on our New Year's Day show. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. Raheem Ghassam, been in many of the battles from the beginning of the uh, 2010-11. Saw the Syrian civil war and everything it did on the uh, invasion of Europe, led by uh, Merkel and the Germans. And now uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to go down to southern Mexico. Oscar Blue Ramirez has covered this story for us for a year like no one else, putting himself in harm's way. We're going to get an update from Oscar of what the year meant to him. And as importantly, what it's meant to the folks in Mexico that have had this invasion come right across them. Short break. We'll be back in the warm in just a moment.
As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part? You don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. 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 Okay, welcome back. The rising power of the America First and the MAGA movement of which you this audience is the tip of the spear. One of the reasons of your empowerment and your impact on the political structure and process in the United States of America, the most powerful nation on earth, and quite frankly, the most powerful nation in the history of the earth, uh, is because of uh, the information that you're able to get access to and then kind of think it through yourself. Um, And for that, we have to thank many, many people, two of the ones that we're going to bring on next are two of the most important about the invasion of this country is Todd Benzman from CIS and Oscar Blue Ramirez, who's always in harm's way and now is down in, uh, in Southern Mexico today. Oscar, put it in perspective. You've been there. You've, uh, you've been in harm's way many, many times. You've been all the way from the Darien Gap to the border down there with, with Columbia. You've covered all the migrant caravans. You've covered, um, you know, the most serious aspects of this, you've been at Tijuana, the Rio Grande Valley, all of it. Put in perspective the invasion of, of the United States of America as you've seen it through the whole year of 2023. This was not happening under the Trump administration because Donald Trump did not give the power to the United Nations. Immediately when Joe Biden came in, uh, Steve, he was a collaborator of the Global Compact on Migration, and that basically opened the door and the floodgates for people to come in uh, through non-ports of entry to be arriving through non-ports of entry. In the meantime, that the United States of America and other countries are involved in this globalist agreement of this humanitarian idea that it will create uh, a better atmosphere for migrants, you will have these kind of problems and this kind of uh, situations at every border. Uh, it doesn't even matter how large the wall is going to be built. As long as we keep the, the priority out, we need to keep the priority out that is the United Nations and the United States needs to pull out immediately from the global compact on migration as soon as Donald Trump steps into office and push Mexico to do exactly the same. And that way and that way it will completely do a domino effect as he was doing strategically and smart with the tariff that he was putting on Mexico to tariff them under the automobile industry, avocado and beer. And that completely shut down, uh, you know, the massive influx that was coming in from Guatemala. And then ultimately, Guatemala was going to do exactly the same and the same and the same. Even the Panamanian authorities and the Darien Gap, they said when Mexico, when Mexico was applied with the tariff, that completely slowed down and it completely slowed down in the borders with the United States. As you see, migrants are walking behind me again, Steve, for the 11th caravan that we have covered with the war room uh, in the south border of Mexico, Steve. Uh, Oscar, just get people up to speed. This global compact, which is really essentially a treaty, never went through the Senate. Biden just kind of signed on at the beginning of his uh, of his regime. Walk us through why it's so it's it's so deadly uh, to the United States of America or, or any nation that wants to declare and have its own sovereignty. Basically, the United Nations created this idea of, you know, of, uh, of open borders by doing it in a humanitarian way. And 140 countries uh, signed it first 
uh, this global compact tells you that every migrant that enters through a non-port of entry or through a port of entry needs to be attended and needs to be given education, job, everything that they need and the comfort to stay. But this, you know, also says that the migration needs to be done in an orderly fashion, documented peacefully and with a purpose that is completely the opposite of what the United Nations has done. What If you pull out of this, you will also cut the funding to the NGOs that they're part of this enormous problem that they're aiding and abating this to continue to every border. NGOs from the United States of America that they are funded by the Biden administration and, and you know, the billions that they are funded, they're part of this global problem. And then, you know, the cartel knows that the cartel is growing massively with billions of dollars. What the Biden administration has done is created wars on the other side of Mexico where the, where the wall is not built. They're fighting over it, Steve. They're fighting for these open border gaps because they know that extracontinental migrants are paying between 25 to 30 to 35 thousand dollars to get all the way to the border. You know, and an average migrant is paying 25 $104,000, talking about these numbers in a high scale, talking about millions of people. You're talking about high numbers of quantities of money. So this is the reason why the Global Compact needs to be dismantled, disabled, and disappeared and eradicated from every country and every border. I want to go back to the NGOs for a second as being a absolutely part, inextricably linked part of making this Operate. You, you've covered with Burkwam, I think it's Panama, where the NGOs, the old uh, military bases are now taken over by the NGOs. What NGOs are you talking about? You got the United, but talk to us about and name a couple, because I think people, a lot of people uh, naively are still giving money to people or are not putting pressure on their reps to cut the funding to the NGOs in this budget process. So walk us through their key part of it and, and, uh, and where the funding comes from. Well, the funding comes from uh, the, it's, and sadly, I'm going to say this to the United States people, it comes from your taxpayer. Uh, it comes from you. And uh, some of the, uh, and the most important NGOs are the Catholic charities. They use the Catholic Church as, you know, as a frame and as a smokescreen to drag people and to donate a lot of this, a lot of this humongous money. Also, the ACLU is part of this humongous problem of bringing people. The ACLU, just to put attention to people and to what they have done. Donald Trump wanted to stop child trafficking and wanted to put, uh, you know, uh, DNA testing in, uh, in their borders because of the enormous fake families that they were coming in. Just to remember everybody, in the year 2018, there were more than 58 fake families that they were detected because Donald Trump was really strict on the borders. When he was trying to do the DNA testing, Testing. The ACLU immediately stepped in and, and, and hardly was it, uh, attacking uh, Donald Trump. This, uh, all these NGOs that they are working on, you know, not only in the borders with the United States, they're spreading the information on how to cheat on the system. That is the number one thing. They're educating the migrant to say, you know what, I can enter to a non-port of entry and I can stay there and I can possibly make it and I can possibly don't. I can, I'm going to be released immediately and I'm, I'm, I'm possibly, I'm not going to be released, but they're willing to risk that. Steve, that is the problem, that they're, they, they already found a loophole, that humongous loophole through social media, through applications like TikTok, uh, through the, where the cartel works uh, continuously. Uh, these uh, No More Debts, it's another NGO that works on, this, on, the, on the desert in Arizona, that they're in cahoots with the cartel and everybody knows it. You know, all these NGOs, they need to be eradicated also. Stop the funding to these people and you will, you will see that the problem will be cleared immediately. Uh, Oscar, hang on there. You know, you put yourself in arms way more than anybody. You've been out in the field with Burkwam from the beginning. I want to bring in Todd Bensman. Uh, Todd, you've been now, I think, on the show starting from 2020 in the pandemic. If if when you first start coming on the show, I think it was in the spring and summer of, of 2020. If I had told you that in uh, December of 23, that the invasion and the surge would be at its worst. In fact, it would be multiple times worse than even what you were seeing in 2020 or the years that you had worked in this beforehand. Would you have thought I was crazy? I mean, what, what gets me about this story, it literally gets worse every day. And with the exposure it has now, now it's starting to have big political consequences for the Democrats. But did you in your wildest dreams ever think we'd talk about the scale of this thing ramping up to where the scale is now? Well, normal, regular people would probably be surprised, but I actually wrote a big column predicting 
that the biggest mass migration that we've ever seen was on the way. Uh, I wrote that thing in November of uh, 2020 uh, that it was coming. And uh, so because it was obvious with the policies that the Biden administration, the Biden campaign was promising to bring in that the world of aspiring immigrants was going to respond to those promises and already were. Uh, you could see it in interviews down in Tapachula and all over Mexico as they were already starting to come to wait for the shift, the change in administrations. By the tens of thousands, they were coming already just in anticipation. Trump was still in office blocking them, but they they were coming already. And uh, but I, I will say that I, I'm maybe a little bit surprised by the volume and scale. Uh, I, 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 I really, I mean, we're looking at, I think in the last three years, I'm, I'm going to say a minimum. I know that the range is, is wide, but I like to play it a little conservative that we probably have six million foreign nationals that came over the border living in the United States in the last 36 months. In just 2023, my my guess is a, a good informed guess is a minimum of 2.5 million and probably 3 million plus when you calculate the different um, gotaways uh, numbers. And also, you know, they put in these new uh, CBP-1 app and they're flying, you can fly in from foreign countries secretly into U.S. airports. By the hundreds of thousands, they're flying in. Uh, and I, nobody's really accounting for those. I mean, we really had millions of people cross in to the United States over that southern border in one way or another uh, and stayed in the United States. Um, I think we're, we're going to see 2024 even more uh, that we'll have um, higher volumes <laughs> 24 because unless they – administration shifts policies, uh, I don't see any change. I mean, the messaging to the world is that you've got a 90% chance uh, when you lay your money, you're smuggling money down on the felt of getting into the United States within a day and being allowed to stay for your whole life. So why not drop 10 grand on smuggling? It's You're going to pay it back plus many multiples. Yeah. That's really what, what's going on here. I mean, it's these policies... D Todd, Todd, hang on, because you just dropped a blockbuster on us. You think 24 is even going to be worse. On 23 was a year. The scale of this is mind-blowing. Just hang on a second. We've got Oscar Blue Ramirez in Mexico. We have Todd Benson with us, the leading expert. We're going to take a short break. The Invasion of the United States 2023 edition next in the world. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now, Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency.
two things to do. Number one, brew yourself a big pot of Warpath coffee. Go to warpath.coffee slash worm and get your discounts. Try the dark roast out. It's my favorite. We've worked on it with Tej Gill and his team for a long time. But they've got all the breakfast blends, the mild blends, if, if that's your thing. Um, they've got the holiday blends. Check it all out. Get that and do me a favor. Go to uh, birchgold.com. As Todd Benson was talking about 23 and what he just said is going to be 24, uh, that in and of itself, with nothing else, just the continuation of the invasion at higher levels, it's going to be a turbulent year. You need to understand, not that gold's near an all-time high. You need to know the reasons gold is at an all-time high and why it's been viewed by the most sophisticated people on the earth for, I don't know, 5,000 years of recorded history as a hedge against turbulence. Because 24, I guarantee you, one thing will be will be turbulent. So go check it out today. Get a, a big pot of Warpath coffee and then go think. Cut off the phones. Cut off the TV. Cut off War Room. Just with yourself. Collect yourself and think it through. What it means uh, for your life, both your personal finances, your families, and your countries. Birchgold.com slash Bannock. Go check it out today. Todd Benzman, I want to thank you for being at the year-end show. And, you know, you've done such a heroic job. Uh, obviously, Oscar's done a heroic job. When you tell us there's been, I don't know, a couple of million, three million, four million, five million, I mean, the numbers of scales, every day we have another combat division. And most of these, let's face it, besides the little kids, they traffic across because there's trafficking because they won't do the DNA test. Um, it, the rest look like military-age men from, from every nation on Earth. I mean, no nation in the history of the world has ever invited their own destruction like this. It's mind-boggling. Will history say we did enough to stop it? I mean, you're going to have Mike Johnson down with a Codell next week. We've had tons of photo ops on the border. We've talked about it till we're blue in the face. You've interviewed all the Border Patrol. Your books have been incredible. Your writing has been incredible. But have we done enough? Because to me, and this is what my mantra is for 2024 right now, Shut down the border or shut down the government. The only thing they understand is money. You just got to shut it down. And we have to take a hard line on that. And this is the hill that we should die on because this invasion of our country is changing everything right now and going to change it even more. Todd Benson. Well, this brings to mind the uh, the old Pearl Harbor story where you had a radio, a SIGINT operator pick up and report that there were Japanese aircraft on the way to bomb Pearl Harbor. And of course, nobody listened. And I kind of sometimes feel like that guy. Uh, and I, I think, um, you know, guys like uh, Ben Berkwam and Oscar and a few others who have been down there actually covering this thing on a regular basis um, are lonely voices in the wind, in the wilderness, uh, trying to, um, you know, showcase the realities of what's actually happening on our border and, and to the interior of the country too. And um, to the, to the extent that the uh, Republican house and uh, even the, when they were in the minority in both uh, chambers were able to affect change on this uh, you know, it's, it's, it's partly due to the fact that there wasn't really an understanding, I think about what was happening that they didn't understand what was happening uh, and the extent of it, the regular media was uh, suppressing the news and avoiding it, for, really avoiding it for years. Uh, and so in the 22 midterm elections, we didn't see uh, the Democrats cut very deep on the, to the bone. It wasn't cut deep enough. And so they were able to continue this through 2023 all the way through after the elections in the midterms, the uh, the president actually said uh, the American people like they saw what we're doing and they they don't mind it or they like it, actually. So we're not changing anything. Uh, and that's what's happened. The Republicans are divided uh, among themselves. There are Republicans in the House that love this secretly. They are uh, benefiting, maybe they have businesses or industries, or there's lobbyists out there that are indebted to the slave labor force that was brought, that's been brought into the country. They they are profiting by it, maybe, um, and didn't really put that much back into it. 
they didn't. There's not a lot of unity even on the Republican side on this, uh, and I I would put that uh, as a pretty significant factor, and the fact that we just didn't really have coverage. Uh, there weren't really very many radio SIGINT operators out there. There weren't enough uh, to to make people understand. Uh, it's uh, look, immigration policy is very complicated, and I think the Democrats were able to exploit the complexity of it to confuse the public, to keep them confused about what was really happening. And I think a lot of Republicans were part of that. They were just they were confused too. I think they still are. Uh, I, I see it fairly often that they don't really even understand. I had one major Republican contender in the current lineup right now, I'm not going to name names, who asked me, what is Remain in Mexico recently? Didn't didn't even know what it was. So I had to explain to this. Come on. Candidate. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. So, you know, that's a major problem. Uh, the, the, and it's complicated. And I think the Democrats are able to take advantage of it. Uh, Todd, how do people get uh, to all your content? I want to thank you. Uh, one, your analysis has been incredible. I, I just hope, I know this audience does, but I hope you, the folks, to the degree possible, be force multipliers. Because remember, right now, we're getting across the border about one combat division a day that's processed and shipped in, uh, and another essential combat division that's sneaking in. And, and the vast majority of these are fighting age men. No nation in the history of the earth has ever invited their own destruction like we're doing here and with the spending. And this also drives part of the spending. So no if nation I, has ever been so reckless. It's, it's leadership. Yes, sir. Go ahead. One one extra minute to give a slight silver lining, uh, possibly a silver lining for 2024. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. People complain that I always depress them after they see me, but... Um, if you something to pay attention to for the 2024 election cycle are Democratic constituencies in the big blue cities that are taking the brunt of this mass migration uh, now and are loudly complaining and in many cases are loudly promising that they are switching to the Republican Party. Uh, black communities in Chicago, Denver, uh, New York, Latino communities that are classic Democratic base constituencies forever, generationally, are now coming out and saying, you know, we we really don't like this and we don't like it so much that we're going to switch our political allegiance. And they're saying this out loud. And the reason is because these Democratic uh, municipal governments are diverting massive resources that should have gone to helping black communities with housing subsidies and jobs and all the rest of that are instead going to illegal immigrants and foreign nationals that are not even supposed to be here. And it's happening right in front of their faces in their neighborhoods and they've had it. So I would watch that. I would just say that that's maybe a little glimmer of um, change in the 2024 election that is different than the 22 midterms because those numbers that hadn't really happened by the, by the 2022 midterms. And I'll just leave it there. That's fabulous. Fabulous. I agree with you 1000%. It's part of the tectonic plate shift. The, what I call the, the Patrick Henry who stood up at the, uh, that individual who stood up at the Chicago um, city council meeting and said, Trump, oh, you need Trump back to clean up this mess. I thought, I think spoke for a lot of folks in the uh, in the black community. Todd, uh, your content, where do people get it? That's right. Well, you can find me at Benzman Todd X at X. Uh, I'm on Getter, T. Benzman at Getter and Truth Social. Uh, I work for the Center for Immigration Studies, uh, CIS.org. You can find a lot of my work there and my um, and they support all my travel and all of my uh, field work on donations. So uh, keep that in mind for the holidays and uh, toddbensman.com where you can find everything all together uh, and sign up for my newsletter too. Todd, incredible, incredible uh, 2023. So thank you. Look forward to having you back on the show in the new year.
Todd Benson, one of the most brilliant guys out there about this. Uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez, you put yourself in harm's way in 2023. What's your wrap up for the year and your warning to uh, to the folks in this audience? Uh, well, Steve, uh, I just talked to my brother, Ben Bearcon, a couple of days ago, and it was really sad to talk to him in a way that he said, we're really close, Oscar, to lose our country. And it is not only at the borders, it is because they, they, they've forgotten, uh, you know, that the Constitution of the United States of America was first God in, in liberty and freedom. And as a foreigner to your country, Steve, I can tell you that that is the number one thing that Americans are forgetting, that the Constitution says about God, freedom, and and respect for law and order. And those are the founding things that the United States was built upon. And you can see that the actual administration of the United States of America does not care about those foundations and those things, that they are so important to represent the United States around But it's just, uh, a lot of Americans have told me as a foreigner, uh, you know, the Mexico is, is corrupt. Mexico has a lot of corruption and has a, a lot of corrupt politicians. And right now, sadly, I can say, how far are the politicians from the United States corruptibly almost exactly the same or worse than the ones in Mexico? Because they know what is happening at your borders. They know what is actually continuously going on at the borders. Millions of people. We talked about this, Steve. One day uh, we were talking about quantities of people not too far along with uh, initiation of the year. And we were talking about two million, one million. Now we are estimating on 10 million. Uh, it is just it is just impossible for a country to sustain this. It is just it, uh, unbelievable to sustain it. And, and for what Bob Benzman was telling about the year 2024, I believe that it's going to be double the influx. It is going to be worse than 2023. Already, Steve, just for you to let you know, Central and South American authorities are already preparing because they know that election year is going to be the next 2024 and already preparing in the Darien Gap, they're already preparing in Central and South America how they're going to combat the organized crime, how they are going to try to slow down the pace. What the Biden administration has done to the continent of America and the world is just the idea that there's no border, there's no country, and you don't deserve a border, and there's no need for a border, there's no need for border security. And that's the worst thing about it, that I see Americans right now that they're really comfortable. I see Republicans that they're not doing anything anything, absolutely anything for their country. And one day, Steve, you will, sadly, one American, I don't, I don't want that to happen because I love the United States of America. They're going to be standing on the other side where I'm standing and be admiring the country like it is the United States. And you will be saying, oh, that's a beautiful country. And I will tell you, you know, you had it and you let it go. Uh, what is your social media? How do we get to you, Oscar? Ramirez, sir, and Twitter and all around, and of course, Real America's Boys News, sir. Thank you so much. You're the best. Happy New Year, brother. Stay safe. Thank Oscar you. Blue Ramirez from Mexico. Incredible. Listen to his words. Short break. Back in a moment. most important um, effort was in the removal of the Speaker of the House. And why was that? Because of the lies and misrepresentation, doing nothing on impeachment, doing nothing on uh, stopping the madness of the spending, doing nothing at all on the southern border. And passing H.R. 2 in the House is just not good enough. That, that That's kind of the old method of, yes, you have to pass bills, and there was hard fart and head amendments. Don't get me wrong. But that was more of a messaging bill, understanding in the Senate you have to take other actions, the defunding process. This is why we're quite adamant that we've had it now. You've, you've heard from the review of 2023 the scale of the invasion of your country. Remember, your country's being invaded. You can't call it anything else. And the deportation programs are what's going to take to sort this mess out is going to take years to get done and be quite how do I say? Messy. So 
you have to stop now. What's Todd Benson saying is coming in 2024. It must be stopped. The way to do that is simple. And we're adamant about this. Shut down the border or shut down the government. The government spending is out of control. And the, the things they're talking about, 1% uh, CR, if we do a whole CR, and that CR is still at Nancy Pelosi levels. There's just not enough focus. There's not enough hardness. There's not enough toughness given the crisis the country's in. And on these elements, as we've shown you in 2023, we're very rarely, if ever, wrong on these big topics. We can kind of analyze them and say, hey, boom. And remember, Raheem, myself, Ben, others have been working on these for over 10 years now. Uh, and it's only getting worse. Now, we've had big victories. The, the, you're showing your political muscle by what was accomplished in the, in the House, which was monumental. And we're moving McCarthy and starting to break the cartel because the same cartel that runs the imperial capital through the House and the Senate is the exact same donor class, the exact same donor class that essentially put Ron DeSantis back in line, but really exposed that Ron DeSantis was not going to meet the moment. It was not the man of, of kind of character and toughness and judgment that a lot of people thought he was. He was not. We were pretty open and adamant about that from the very beginning. We've been proved to be right once again. Uh, I can tell you that what Nikki Haley is trying to do is uh, is even more insidious because there, uh, I believe the donor class understand they cannot defeat President Trump in the face of the power of this audience, the power of the war room posse and the MAGA movement and its absolute backing of President Trump. That uh, that they'll try it a different way. And that way is to try to slip it under the tent and try to either get her on the ticket or have a big uh, role in some sort of policymaking, which we absolutely cannot have. If 2023 shows us anything, if 2023 shows us anything, it shows us the importance of America first. It shows us the importance of sovereignty. And so hopefully over the next couple of days, New Year's Eve tomorrow, I want to thank Real America's Voice, the entire team, uh, Parker, Rob Sig, Harry, all of them, the team in Denver. Just spectacular. I want to thank everybody uh, for the year that we've had. I've been blessed to have also my own production team, uh, which has been fantastic. And, of course, Grace Chung, uh, Mo, Natalie, uh, Jane Zirkel, all the rest of the folks that help every day either with content or distribution. But most of you, this audience, a lot to think about over the weekend as you reflect upon your accomplishments, the ascendancy of this movement, the ascendancy of you because you are the vanguard of this. You're the cadre at the Vanguard. We're going to leave you something to think about. It's going to be this uh, choir, magnificent choir with Old Lang Syne to end uh, 2023. I want to thank you and we'll see you back here. Happy New Year. We'll see you back here in the uh, in the new year. Big special on Monday, our New Year's Day, new Year's Day kickoff, the annual New Year's Day kickoff here in the world. Until then, Happy New Year. We'll see you on Monday.
Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 